You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Grey Cup me, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! And welcome to this episode of Tune Out with Travis Kura and Brazilian Tide. Ty, just how sore are you, man? You look like you're falling apart. Uh, I can barely walk. It's been great. What, golf, ball, massages, all of the above? Massage and ball on the same day, that was dumb. That was real dumb. <laughs> and played the outfield, so, yeah. How, yeah, how game, are your outfield skills? Unreal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I am a natural middle infielder. I played second base growing That's, up. I, I figured I would peg you as about a second baseman. Yeah. But uh, we got to put a girl at second base because you got to play six and four. So okay. I got to go, go play usually center or right. Wow. Center I'm field. Sneaky fast. <laughs> sneaky fast. Um, at one point, though, a ball did get hit over my head, but that's because I had to stop running because I didn't know where the fence was because there's no warning track. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, set, yeah. the guy playing center has never played ball before. So he didn't know. He just kept saying back. I'm like, well, where's the fence? <laughs> like, I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I just stopped and let it hit and then fired it in and kept the guy to a double. So I'm a liability no matter where I am on the field. <laughs> Kelly was playing third base and it got hit to her with two outs. And she charges it. And instead of going to first, she's like, keep, she keeps running towards home and then tosses it home. I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> It's not a force. Like, it's not a force play. I'm just so used to baseball. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's slow pitch. It is a force play, you idiot. <laughs> slow pitch, man. I, I assembled one of the worst teams in Cold Lake, Alberta history. But uh, we had fun. I, I will uh, admit that. <laughs> well, this was only – so we, now we play double headers. So we oh. a lot of ball in one night. Yeah. And this is only the second game they've won this year. So, I mean <laughs> – the glue, the glue guys show up for one game, and the negative people aren't there. Yeah, was, yeah. the morale was so high; it was amazing. <laughs> uh, sad news from Calgary to start the show. Dan Carson has passed away. He was the public address announcer in Calgary for 31 years. He's the only voice I know over the mm-hmm. loudspeakers at Calgary Stampeders game. Man, a, a sad loss, and mm-hmm. he has a, a long stint on uh, on the radio in Calgary as well. So all the best to uh, his family, and man, Stampeder games going forward are going to sound a little bit different. Yeah, and, and you know, we went through that in Edmonton as well. Yeah. Not, not to the same effect, obviously, right. but it is, it is a little weird. Like, we always, you don't even think of stuff changing. Yeah. And all of a sudden it changes, it's just like, whoa. It's kind of a shock to the system, but yeah, it's just sucks. Like you said, long, like 31 years. That's, that's, that's a really amazing. good stint. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, you know, all thoughts and everything with his family. So, yeah. Uh, CFL announcing that FanDuel is going to be the first authorized gaming operator and sports book partner of uh, the league here. No, 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 not of the league, only of people in Ontario. Oh, so because way to so go. remind me, you know this better than I do. Ontario had some laws change recently regarding sports betting, right? What what happened there? I, I'm not sure what happened, but FanDuel is only in Ontario. Mm. So if you if like I I, I may I double check today. You have to download a geo thing. Yeah, and like one it, of those VPN your kind of things. Yeah, right. But like for me to get a VPN, I can't pick Ontario. I can only pick countries. Canada. Gives yeah. me one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's money, I guess, but it's dumb. You're ostracizing the people that actually watch the game. Well, I guess the Save on Foods, Touchdown to Wins, only available to Western Canadians. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's also fair. 
And I guess where you live in Western Canada, there's no safe on food, so I guess you're no. not eligible either. No. <laughs> bring back the Slurpee Cups. Oh, wait, Montreal doesn't have those either. <laughs> oh, yeah, bring back the Slurpee Cups. Oh, we'll just give you the same ones we had last year. <laughs> hey. But, no, but- it's, it, I think it's like you want to like, – they talk about betting and everything on – yeah, yeah. The, uh, on the broadcasting, you can't do it on the website that they want to team that they team up with. It just doesn't make any sense. Man, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, Chris, so I will continue to use Bet three sixty five. Chris Edwards getting the maximum fine for the Hamilton Tiger Cats after his shove on Austin Mack after Hamilton's loss to Montreal last week. Whoop de doo! Is that all he's going to get? I mean, if there's something else, it's going to have to be team mandated, right? Yeah, um, the thing is that they only gave him three games for going into the snow. It was originally six, and it got reduced, yeah. right? Which, if it was six, you could make an argument for giving him one here. But because it got reduced down to three, you give him one, they're going to appeal it anyway. So, And it's probably going to go to zero. So I, I think you just skip that whole process. But at the same time, you look bad for not even attempting to suspend him. And what's the maximum fine? Yeah, it's like, the it's, fact that it happens over and over, like, like well, this guy isn't going to learn. He's like John Morant. Yeah. Now we've only got three games: Canada Day weekend in the Canadian Football League, in the nation's capital, not on Canada Day, but Friday night football. <laughs> a so that th- game on Canada Day in Ottawa would be, be pretty like a cool. Logis- yeah, I think it'd be a logistical nightmare. Probably. <laughs> I think that's why they avoided it all. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, they've got a 13-game home losing streak, if my uh, stats are correct. But they are... It's very under the radar because Edmonton's been so bad. (laughs) Am I seeing two-and-a-half-point favorites here? Yeah. It's funny. And you want to say it's because of the Edmonton quarterback situation, but Ottawa's in the same boat. We just had, I mean, the conversation out of Edmonton over the past week has been the sky is falling. And somehow they're the favorites going into this game with a quarterback looking to make his first career start and their star receiver hitting the six-game injured list. Edmonton's two-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, they're underdogs. Yeah. So... But Ottawa hasn't scored an offensive touchdown this year. And it's wild. This is wild. This game feel, could legit end one nothing. I feel like the spread should be nothing. Like, no, it should be a pick 'em. Or yeah, point five. Like And both teams are like plus seven hundred. <laughs> and a tie a tie is like minus a thousand. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like, this game is not going to be good to watch. It's going to be awful. Well, and, and you heard it. Uh, Jarrett Dagey looks like he's set to start for the Edmonton Elks here. Quite frankly, he did give them a spark last mm-hmm. week, but was that Toronto knowing that they already had the game in hand? Letting their foot off the gas. And how many times have we seen it where a quarterback comes in in relief and just plays great ball? But then no, when he- no pressure. When he's the guy that's preparing as the starter, it's a whole different ball game. Almost sounds like one of the quarterbacks that used to play in Edmonton and plays in Ottawa now. Yeah. Almost, hey? Almost. (laughs) Very, very interesting. But stupid. So we know that (laughs) Kyle Loxley has been released. Uh, Khalil Tate back in Edmonton. He was there in training camp. Uh, he's going to be handling the short yardage plays. And Chris Jones was asked about Trey Ford's status. He basically said that Trey Ford is not really a short yardage guy. He's a great player. Now, I'm okay with Edmonton taking their time with him. And I, I know he was drafted last year in the first round and he got them a win last year. But I, I guess I would just maybe like a little bit more clarity uh, sometimes Instead of stashing him on the one game injured list. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the CFL and maybe it's from the player's point of view as well. Sometimes it takes a quarterback, especially a long time to, mm-hmm. to me, it's like a defenseman or a goalie in the NHL. Most 200 of the games. Yeah. yeah. They don't come in and dominate right off the bat. 
as a rule of thumb. Unless you're Kale McCarr. Yeah, exactly. Uh, special, special players. Yeah. Um, quarterbacks, a lot of Americans, like, look at Kolaris now. And I know he started off and and he, he was, he had himself a good career, but now he's different. Like, it's yeah. just a completely different level. And a lot of that has to do with the team around him. But it takes time to adjust mm-hmm. to the CFL game. And well, I'm, yeah, those guys, those American guys, they grow up playing four down, no yard off the line of scrimmage, yeah. no waggle. You know, so when they get, the only difference is timing rules between college and NFL, really, and a couple of little rules, like one foot in yeah. bounds and stuff. But <clears throat> like it's, it's the same idea of game. And, and now a lot of colleges are running pro style offenses. Well, mm-hmm. you come up here and it's a, it's just a completely different animal. And so I think, I don't think it's as, I don't think it's a skill issue. I think it's an adjustment issue. Ford like, did play U sports and, but yeah. still it's, it's a different animal. Yeah. Uh, and how many bigger, quarterbacks, bigger, faster, stronger, right? How many quarterbacks do we see? <laughs> they just get thrown into the fire. They get beat up for eight games and they get tossed out like uh, yeah. yesterday's trash. So I, I hope yeah, that Mike Riley did that for an entire season. Yeah. <laughs> a tough cookie. A tough <laughs> yeah. cookie he was. I hope that doesn't happen to Trey Ford. And I still think he's got a bright future in Edmonton or elsewhere. Um, I think that's why they don't want to put him on the practice roster because somebody will sign ah, Yeah. I, I think so. So we saw what Jared Dagey did last week. From all reports and from people that were at Edmonton Elks training camp, it does appear that he had some pretty good chemistry with Maurice French, who is going to be activated and looks to be on the roster for Edmonton this year or week. So we'll see if he gets something done Friday night in Ottawa, but just a tragedy. <laughs> I mean, it's sad that uh, Gino Lewis is uh, on the sixth game, and they said maybe more with a knee mm-hmm. injury. One of the most electric players in the CFL, and over the past few weeks, uh, Malik Henry going down, uh, Devontae Deadman in Ottawa out for the year. Uh, electric players out for significant periods of time. Hate to see that, man. Yeah, it's not it's not great for the game, but that is the risk that you run playing football. Like it, yeah. se- it just seems this year it seems magnified because everything's been kind of bang, bang, bang with guys going down one right after the other. Um, the one thing though, well, I, I don't want to say they're non-contact because I didn't see like the way that it sounds with Malik Henry. I don't understand how you would tear your Achilles in a tackle. Well, I, so, I saw the play. It didn't look – it was a non-contact thing. Yeah. yeah. So Running like around, one, planting yeah. the foot. Those ones that. are the ones that always seem to take forever. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's just, it sucks. You lose these guys. And it, and not, it doesn't only suck for the league, but especially for a team like Ottawa where Deadman has is been the, the bright spot. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Ackland hasn't gotten going. Soli's still out. Arbuckle hasn't been good, but every time that there is a punt or that they can or they give up a kickoff, like there's a chance for an electric play and a chance for them to score. Well, and unfortunately, Ottawa's only they haven't scored an offensive touchdown. They do have uh, Brandon Dandridge, not even yep. Devontae Deadman. It wasn't game, even Devontae Deadman. The day that Deadman gets hurt, Dandridge comes in and has to return for yeah. a touchdown. Edmonton, they do have dogs on defense. Yeah, like is, I think Ty- Tyree Adams is in is in for a in for a hell of a night. Not an easy assignment, although on the road on a bit of a short week, Ottawa coming off the bye, that that maybe works in Ottawa's favor. But I, I think a lot of people thought that. Hopefully Jeremiah Masoli would be ready mm-hmm. for this game after he has a practice. He has, but but he's not in there yet. No. Um, Ruled out. I can't really fault. I, uh, some people are kind of getting after the coaching staff. Maybe they could be a little bit more transparent. I, I agree with that. Um, but rushing he's, him is not the mm-hmm. right course of action. No, I don't think so either. I, I mean, if you rush him back. And he gets hurt in the, in the first or second quarter of his first game back because he wasn't ready. 
and now you and then you definitely lose him for the entire year and you go 2 and 16 yeah if you're bob dice like that makes you look real bad real quick not exactly not exactly something you need as a first year coach first year head coach it's uh it's one of those things in football where you probably don't feel right until you take that first hit. And uh, yeah. I could see why there's some uh, hesitation getting him back onto the field. Well, but, and you don't uh, want to do it in practice because your teammates yeah, are like, no, exactly. I'm not going to be the guy that does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we've seen some flashes from uh, Tyree Adams in preseason or some mm-hmm. glimpses on certain drives here and there. To be real, he doesn't have the most experienced uh, receiving core, but they do need to get Jalen Acklin going. Uh, The season that he had last year, they need to find a way to truly get the ball in his hands uh, because without him going, there's just not much going on on the Ottawa offense. No, and I think teams are keying in on Ackland. I think last year kind of being a breakout year for him. And it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, there's not a lot to worry about. If, if Deadman wasn't getting looks, then there's not a lot of other weapons that they can go to. And if, you know, Toggle, if he, if they can establish the run, that might open stuff up. But I, I just think with Edmonton's defense, the way it's been playing, like, yeah, they lost, they got shut out against PC, but they only gave up 22 points. Like that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Especially like against against that offense, I'll, like they kind of gave their offense a chance to win the game. If you're giving away 22 points, I, I think you're pretty happy with that. Especially the amount of field goals they held uh, the Lions yeah. to. Like I, I think that Jalen Acklin has been a point of what would be the word like a point of interest kind of thing for teams where it's like, okay, we need to shut him down. We need to make sure he doesn't beat us, and we'll, we'll just take care of the rest. We'll the, rest see, the rest will take care of itself. We'll see who Tyree Adams looks towards. Uh, they're going to want to get Juan Bray, I'm sure. Yeah, Justin Hardy going, and maybe Nate Bahar. He's become one of those mm-hmm. reliable guys in the Ottawa offense. And you, you said it, Quan Bray. Uh, he's in. He's in trouble again. Uh, there was the um, marijuana possession charge, and it's not like <laughs> just having a couple joints. Like it was a lot. <laughs> if you're going to get charged for possession. It's not just going to be a joint. I guess make it worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> go bigger, go home. Uh, there was an arrest warrant issued, but then later canceled at the Montreal courthouse in a mm. case where a former Alouette, who is Cron Bray, uh, his charge was sexually assaulting a woman he knew and with obstructing justice by allegedly trying to convince her to drop her complaint. So there's stuff going on around him. Who knows if he's going to be, uh, he probably isn't going to be on the field on Friday. Well, but, you said, you said it got canceled, but yeah, it doesn't mean the team, that doesn't mean the team isn't yeah. going to be like, eh, mm-hmm. go figure this out. And look, the, the red blacks don't need distractions. And, uh, if that's going to surround the team, eh, he's probably uh, got to send him back and until he gets his stuff figured yeah. out at least. Um, but the Red Blacks, <laughs> like, t- to say that they need to finish drives is an absolute understatement. Because like, is Jason finished... Moss coaching there? <laughs> they finished none. Yeah. Like, actually none. They literally went for it on third down on their first possession <laughs> because yeah. they can't score. So it's desperation time. And uh, Devontae Tuggle is uh, the starting running back this week. Uh, He's in my lineup just because of the price. Nine points a game, though. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. If they can establish a running game, which is tough against Edmonton, it would go a long way for uh, Ottawa. And. That t- if you can establish a run and you're getting four or five yards of carry, and the team has to re- and the defense has to respect that, that's going to open stuff up for Tyree Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talk about it lots when there's a young, inexperienced quarterback, other than Nathan Rourke, you need to establish the run for him, and and get stuff opened up. It takes so much pressure. Teams can't just all out pass blitz on you. 
let it, let them get through some reads. You can run play action off of it. You can do options. You can do end arounds. You can have a draw. Like you can do a bunch of different stuff off of that run game. And if if they abandon it because they get down early, it it could get real ugly. Adams uh, in Ottawa is a threat with his legs too. Absolutely. So hopefully he'll be able to use those to his advantage. And uh, will Edmonton be able to have a return game for the second? game in a row with CJ Sims. It's a big ask. (laughs) It's an intriguing game. I I think in Edmonton, maybe we're watching. I'm watching just to see how bad it's going to be. It's like, (laughs) it's like watching Escanaba in the moonlight with Jeff Daniels. Like it's so bad, but you just can't turn it off. (laughs) Steven Dunbar had a nice game against Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Toronto over the weekend. Maybe he's going to be uh, one of those guys that's going to have to take over a leadership role in the receiving core. Um, Kyron Moore plays real well, too, against Ottawa. Hey, Kyron, he got in and made some plays yeah. last week as well. So there's a guy to to look at, Kyron Moore, making plays for Edmonton, who in his career has double-digit fantasy points against the Red Blacks. Yeah, 13.8, 11.6 in his career, so a little bit. Uh, you know, above average when it comes to playing Ottawa. And I mean, you look at Ottawa's record the last few years, it makes sense as to why guys' numbers are a little higher, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be the fourth guy in a offense getting those numbers. Like you're going to be getting the ball lots. And I think with, with Eugene Lewis out, they're going to have to find somebody. And how do the Red Blacks uh, get Dylan Mitchell going? I mean, uh, the Elks. <laughs> I was like, uh, well, the Red, playing the Red Blacks <laughs> might get him going. Maybe that is just the solution yeah. that uh, Dylan Mitchell needs. But, hey, both defenses in this game, are they've got talent. And they Ottawa's could. Ottawa's defense is pretty beat up, though. Yeah, they are. They are. It could be a battle of the kickers. Oh, good. <laughs> Hey. One of the one of the blitz picks. It wasn't for this game, but it was for the Canada game on how many rouges there was going to be. I'm like, really, really, yeah, it's two and a half. <laughs> like, just two get and over half. yourselves. Wow. Hey, at least they kind of embrace it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, looking at the injury report here, you're right. Uh, Sayosi Mariner. Uh, Can I you say that again? Sayosi Mariner. No, no. What you said before that. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, I think he's a guy that has talent, and he would add some uh, big playability to the receiving core. But he's going to miss this week, and. Veterans, uh, Sherrod Baltimore, Carrie Hill Brooks, uh, starting defensive backs going to miss this mm-hmm. week. So maybe there is an opportunity for uh, Stephen Dunbar and the Elks receiving core. As for uh, the Elks, uh, the big one, of course, is uh, Geno Lewis. And maybe they're going to get Martez Ivy on the offensive line. He was a healthy scratch last week. Um, the Elks offensive line needs to establish that uh, line of scrimmage early yeah. in the game if they're going to win here in Ottawa. Yeah, and while we talk, you want to talk about offensive line, like that that's going to be a big part for, for Ottawa. as well. I think it might be even more important for Ottawa than it is mm-hmm. for Edmonton. I know like Edmonton has uh, Kevin Brown, who like he, he's able to beat guys that can get in the backfield and stuff like that. You do obviously want to win the battle in the trenches, but I, I, that defense for Ottawa is so beat up right now that you, you can't have a bad game as an yeah. offensive line. You cannot because that's just going to kill any kind of momentum you had coming off of that fourth quarter last week. The Montreal Alouettes hosting their first ever Canada Day game, which is remarkable. Winnipeg Blue Bombers are uh, six-point favorites going into Montreal. Hey, the Alouettes beat Winnipeg last year in Winnipeg. And this... Was that the overtime game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There were some missed kicks involved. Yeah. (laughs) I find the Alouettes are 
Wow, they have surprised people so far this season. It is not going to be an easy assignment for the Blue Bombers. Uh, It is also the Tackle Hunger game, so if you will be attending the game in Montreal, bring a non-perishable food item or a cash donation. I do wonder if the Bombers go into this game angry, and uh, they should be. Zach Kolaros has never lost back-to-back starts as Blue Bomber starter. He is 29-5. and five. <laughs> Is his win-loss record Does that include in playoffs? Winnipeg? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think it might. I think it, it might. might. That's ridiculous. It is insane, uh, the record that he has quarterbacking for the Bombers. So I, I think both teams are going to have a lot to prove here. Um, but Montreal is going to put up a fight against the Bombers. Well, Montreal, uh, like this isn't the same. Like we said it last time too. This is not the Cody Fajardo we saw in Saskatchewan last season. He seems healthy. Seems that the system is built for him. He's got weapons. Not that the system wasn't built for him in Saskatchewan, but it just seemed like they didn't design enough runs for him, and then he gets hurt, and it just never seemed to pan out. This is like a change, like the change of scenery, classic change of scenery, the the boost that that gives a guy. It's been wild. Um, the offensive line's been decent, other than like a couple hiccups where we thought it was going to start looking real ugly, like it did last year. The receivers have been good. The defense has stepped up. Like they they're not. I, I don't know how they can sneak up on teams anymore. It just if if they're still surprising people, there's an issue with the people that they're surprising. Now, does Cody Fajardo feel like he's in Saskatchewan again once he's going up against Winnipeg? Because uh, there's been a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing yeah, that. A few basically. issues. Yeah. Uh, we talk about injuries, though, and uh, Montreal's strength on defense is going to be missing some starters, including Siante Evans and yeah. Avery Williams. So there will be uh, some inexperience at middle linebacker and also Santa uh, <laughs> Evans' side of the field, who he's had a few interceptions this year, so uh, that's a big loss for them on the and offense. Zach, Zach Kolaris doesn't know how to exploit no not at all. weaknesses at all. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> on the offensive line, Pierre-Olivier Lestage is injured. Receiver Kashan uh, Abram is hurt. Looks like Tyler Sneed will come in, but it also does look like Walter Fletcher will make his season debut. I think that is pretty... Pretty good tandem in the backfield with a William Stanback and Walter Fletcher. That'll be uh, good to have him in the offense for Cody Fajardo and company. The more weapons that you can give him, and like the more the defense has to worry about, the more he's going to hurt you. I feel like like if there's options there and he can still pull the ball down and run, like he becomes really tough to stop. And with Winnipeg being a little bit beat up on that defensive side of the ball. Having Walter Fletcher and William Stanback back there, that's it almost it's not a cheat code. Like we're not talking Olette and Harris level, but you know, it Stanback is like he's probably number two in the league right now with with uh Kadeem Carey out of guys that you would the guys that you would put as your starting running back. It's him or Olette right now, is it not? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just one of those things where you know, if they can get him going and Walter Fletcher can spell him off a little bit and keep him keep him fresh and, and keep him healthy, like, this team could make some noise. And it doesn't appear like Adam Big Hill will be available for the team. They're, they're saying it's not injury-related, but he hasn't practiced uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. We don't know if uh, we're going to be able to see him on the field in Montreal. Uh, Jackson Jeffco was practicing, but he missed practice on Thursday Desmond Lawrence hasn't practiced and the rest of the guys are kind of questionable we do see that a lot with Winnipeg but uh, if Big Hill is not going to be playing hey that's a big part of that run defense Mm -hmm. and uh, Montreal might be able to throw a little bit of thunder and lightning at the Bombers and Fletcher is good in the receiving game too (laughs) <laughs> Fletcher is a good receiver mm-hmm. so uh, that that adds a dynamic I think for the Alouettes here but is Winnipeg 
like what's, off. Yes. what's going to happen with that offense now? They they looked dynamite to start the year. Mm-hmm. Two field goals against the Lions. <laughs> like I would almost bet my bottom dollar that ain't going to happen again. Yeah, I think they're going to come out flying. Um, if they win the toss, they're going to want the ball. They're going to want to score a touchdown on their first first drive and just put the pedal down. Like I just I don't see them like you know. I don't see them doing what Toronto did and letting Edmonton back in the game if they get out to a lead. I feel like yeah. they're going to come out and want to score 45 points. Mm-hmm. And just not not necessarily embarrass their opponent, but just just let everybody know that, hey, like last week was a fluke. Like, we're still here. They couldn't really get Dalton Schoen going last week uh, against the Lions. We'll see if couldn't he's going to be. get much going. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a focus in their offense this week. I, I want to see it again from Austin Mack. Two touchdowns against the Tiger Cats last week. He had himself a great game mm-hmm. uh, to start the season as well. He's two games into his CFL career, and he already looks like a number one receiver uh, for the Alouettes. He's averaging 20.6 points a game. That's wild. Wild. Like, this is Connor Bedard ter- like numbers. Like yeah. It's a video <laughs> game, and it just feels like you broke it or you're playing on easy through three games, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have given up the most passing touchdowns in the CFL. Six. Uh, Hamilton's given up five. Toronto has given up four. Like, it feels weird to think. I, I'll be honest. This far into the season, I didn't think that Cody Fajardo would be a legitimate fantasy option, especially against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But, but here he I am. He is. And I think a guy that can score touchdowns with his feet and has great connection already with Austin Mack mm-hmm. and the way Kayon Julian Grant has played. I know historically in his career hasn't done well against Winnipeg, but already this year his talent after the catch mm-hmm. makes him a worry, especially with all the changes in Montreal. He's become a bigger part of that offense. Yeah, like we said on Sunday, like big body, do a lot after the catch. Uh, and he seems to be way more sure-handed than we've seen him in the past where like, I don't know if he becomes your second down guy right away, but there's just, when you throw it to him, it just feels like that ball is going to be caught. Like Mm -hmm. he's just bigger, stronger, faster than the DBs that have to cover him. And it just seems like, you know, it's, it's a huge advantage for him and his quarterback to just have that, that level of security, like kind of like a security blanket where you like, I, I can throw it over there, and ninety percent of the time he's going to catch it because he, he just can. Montreal is actually allowing a league best fifty three point seven percent completion with quarterbacks now. That should that should go way up. It was against Matthew Schiltz. <laughs> it was against. Uh, <laughs> who the, it was against Draw another Nick comparison Arbuckle. to the Riders last year where this team could start real good and it could all fall apart because they haven't had a real test yet. See, that's an interesting interesting thing. Hamilton's looked bad. They haven't come together. Ottawa hasn't come together. For four years. <laughs> is that what it is? Like, I hope are, not. Are the like, Bombers going to expose them? Uh, if there's a team, right now you don't want to play Toronto, Winnipeg, or BC. Yeah. Or if, unless unless you want to know where you stand. Yeah. But, right? <laughs> if Because uh, one of those three could knock you off your high horse in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, I think Montreal is very comfortable uh, being in the position where nobody's really thinking about them. Nobody's taking them real seriously. Mm-hmm. Six-point underdogs. There's a, a good shot here, I think, that they cover that yeah. six points and uh, give Winnipeg a lot of trouble. Who, by the way... To, to cover, though, and to stick with them, you can't let them get up to yeah. two touchdowns. you gotta, yeah. got to make sure you're matching. Yeah, Montreal doesn't want to get in that kind of game. Uh, Brady Oliveira is in tough. Montreal has given up uh, 3.7 yards per carry. So <laughs> they are, uh, they've got some good defensive stats mm-hmm. to start the season, but the season's I, young. I feel like Oliveira is going to be a game time again. 
Probably, probably. Which means they'll give him the ball ten times Three to start times. the game, and yeah. then uh, in we'll the second half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dakota Prukop back in Winnipeg. They have released. I'll be honest. Not exactly sure how to uh, announce the last name. Tyrell Pagrom. And uh, some Bomber fans were, and maybe some Elks fans were wondering, are we going to see that guy in Edmonton? That guy, uh, he's... I don't uh, know. We haven't had a picture of of the uh, office in Edmonton yet with the trade rumor list. <laughs> so we'll have to wait for that to come out. Yet, yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got a Monday nighter. The battle of the undefeateds here. Toronto Argonauts home to the BC Lions. The Lions are three-point favorites. Over-unders at 48. This is some remarkable stats. If BC wins, they'd be 4-0 for the first time since 2007. If Toronto wins, I don't know how this is possible. They would be 3-0 and for the first time since 1991. We were three. <laughs> I, I want to look. Like at the Doug Flutie Argos never started a season, you know, three and oh. Yeah, I'm looking at 1997. The Argos went 15 and three that year. Somehow in week three, they lost to the Riders. And then just, and then that came, that came back to bite them in the ass, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, boys. Stay hot. And then in uh, 98, well, uh, I think uh, Flutie was gone by then, but they were 9 and 9. We'll go to 96. 6, yeah. Uh, 15 and 3. They lost week two against Hamilton, uh, 38 36. So. (laughs) Like Hamilton's last big win. (laughs) They haven't been 3 and 0 since Rocket Ismail and Matt Dunnigan and John Candy. John Candy owned the team. team. Yeah. (laughs) That is wild to me. That is that is insane. Now again, did they win the Grey Cup that year too? No, ninety one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Toronto has played Edmonton and Hamilton. I realize yeah, that. Like, let's... Number one in the league with thirty four and a half offensive points a game. That went down drastically because of uh, our Winnipeg was leading that category, but the mm-hmm. six points against BC didn't help them. But BC has given up seven uh, points per game. A shutout in there, I know that. Yeah, uh, and a six-pointer. Yeah. <laughs> now, BC leads the league with 11 sacks. Toronto. But wait, is, wait, 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 wait. BC has had a game where they've given up eight points, zero points, and six points. Yeah. I need to change my great cup pick. <laughs> and Toronto's only given up one sack. This is another... Intriguing game. It's a big one at BMO Field, and the Lions are going to be getting back some receivers into the lineup this week. Keon Hatcher hasn't played yet. He had 1,043 yards in 2022. He played almost every position uh, Mm -hmm. in the receiving core last year, so he's a dynamic guy, a leader in that offense. They're happy to have Hatcher back, and Dominic Rhymes, we know what he's done to start the season and over the past year or so, he's back in that BC offense. So, so if, if Rhymes is back, does that mean Lucky's hurt again? Hurt, you mean? <laughs> well, they never seem to play together. We'll see. I mean, you get Hollins, Lucky, Rhymes, and Hatcher going, and Katoy. Boy, and you throw Aiden Everhart in there. To spell a guy out, like, that receiving core is deadly in BC right now. And I, I know Toronto has playmakers on the defense, including mm-hmm. Jamal Peters, but this is a test for that yeah. Argonaut defense. And uh, we'll see if a guy like Adarius Pickett is going to be flying around yeah. as much as he has been. And, and don't forget, they they have Taquan Mazel, Burnham's Jr. can run the ball, like... There's a lot of options for this offense. Like they're, it's scary. It can be scary. Good. There's mm-hmm. a chance it can be scary. And we said that last year when Rourke was lighting the place up, and he, and then he got hurt, and we weren't sure what because Vernon Adams Jr. in Montreal, like it worked for a little bit, and then it just kind of stopped. So we didn't know which Vernon Adams we were going to get in BC, and it's been, been pretty much kind of lights out since he's taken over. 
There's been a lot of talk uh, that Chad Kelly right now is the most important player in the CFL, and I I feel like that's a lot well, of pressure. Then he should get better at interviews. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure uh, to put on a guy. Huh. Uh, I, I, it remains to be seen, but they, they crushed Hamilton again. Hamilton hasn't looked all yeah. that good. Uh, Toronto also crushed Edmonton. But Edmonton hasn't looked good in two years. You have to play who's in front of you. And mm-hmm. through two games, the Argos have 75 points. And I think one of the biggest things here is they're just taking advantage of every mistake that teams are making. If they're taking ill-time penalties, if mm-hmm. they're forcing turnovers, the defense does. The offense makes them pay. Yeah, And any mistakes here that the Lions make, and they didn't make too many against Winnipeg. It does look like Toronto, just the way they're being coached right now, is going to make you pay. And you know what? The same has been going the other way for BC, too. Yeah, this is going to be a game of who makes the least mistakes, which, you know, in general football, like whoever makes the most mistakes usually loses that football game, but you see it lots where teams will have four turnovers and still pull out a win. You have four turns on overs in this game, good luck. Like, I just, like... Mistakes are going to be magnified so much in this game just because of what these offenses can do. So they have it making teams pay. Like, I think we're going to see some real good football, or you could see some real crappy football because guys are going to be tight. Three uh, teams have given up over five yards a rush this year. Hamilton, it, no, Edmonton, they're and all Ottawa. in the West. Oh, and BC's one of them. Saskatchewan. It's Edmonton and Calgary. Oh, wow. 5.3 yards a carry. They're all giving up. Now, it, it seems like it's been a focus this year to get the running game going for for Toronto, and mm-hmm. they've got oh. a lot of guys that can do it. Olette, Harris, mm-hmm. Boye, and Chad Kelly himself. So that has been keeping defenses honest, and <laughs> the way that the defense in BC has been playing – Maybe you kind of want to limit those high risk plays as much as you can. And yeah, they got a couple guys named TJ Lee and Gary Peters that you don't want to throw around. Yeah, Marcus Sales, like they. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about Marcus. Like, yeah, it's so it, it could be a very Olet Harris Chad Kelly heavy game. Hey, Chad Kelly, he threw the pick six against Edmonton last week. Mm-hmm. He, he could have a tough time with the Lions defense. But that defense flies around, then like. That, that defensive line can get pressure when they send three. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should be able to double-team two guys and <laughs> you still can't stop them. Well, and of course, credit, credit to Toronto's front as yeah. well. Th- this game is uh, <laughs> really excited. To Monday's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Harris needs 78 rushing yards to tie the great Charles Roberts and get into the top five all time. Charles Roberts, a former Winnipeg Blue Bomber himself. So I think that'll mean a lot to Andrew Harris. But one thing with the Argos that we haven't seen yet is Curly Gittins Jr. hasn't gotten going. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is quite interesting. He was all over the place last year uh, with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Doesn't seem to have that same chemistry going yet with Chad Kelly. And actually, any of the receivers, they, I don't know if they've really emerged as a number one yeah. with the Argonauts yet. Coxie had a big game to open the season. Ungerer had the touchdown last week in Edmonton. Brissett has made plays, but I, I think they're going to want to get Curly going, but easier said than done against yeah. uh, the Lions. Yeah, and it, like, you look at it, Curly spent, he wouldn't have spent any time really with Chad Kelly last year. Yeah, uh, you know, practice wise, maybe a little. It'd be limited time for sure, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why Co- Coxie's been so good. Or we've seen yeah. flashes because they spent a lot of time together last year. But yeah, Curly Gittins Jr. It, you when you look at who has been playing, cause there there is guys on that roster that haven't really showed up yet. But Curly Gittins Jr. on that depth chart right now looks to be like the number one option. Just hasn't hasn't happened yet but i think it's coming Mm -hmm. it just takes some time and we're seeing that 
with a lot of teams right now with all the there is one team that has the same starting quarterback as week one last year. Right? And like we talk about continuity in front offices and how important that is. Well, pretty important at that position too. Yeah. You're, start, you're seeing it now, but I think, you know, we're into week four. I think, you know, week four, five, six, I think that teams are going to figure it out and everybody will be running on all, all eight cylinders here soon. But yeah, I, I think that's a lot to do with it. And the, and the one thing is the Argos do have balance. Uh, they haven't really mm-hmm. had to. <laughs> they haven't have, had to have a 150-yard receiver. They haven't. They haven't. And this week might be the week that they do need that against the BC Lions, the battle of the undefeateds in the six. That will be, I think, must-watch television. Uh, the CFL podcast Fantasy League. I took a loss last week to Daltz uh, from Rouge Radio. I'm 2-1 and one on the season. I'm still the highest scoring team in the league. Who do I have this week? BB Can Ryan from Go Stamps Go, and the Stamps so, aren't playing. Uh, so he's so that's a bye week for you then. Because <laughs> he's not going to... He's going to let the computer pick his roster. He might just pick all Argos, uh, former Stampeders. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, they can. They have to be former Stamps, so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he'll do. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, what's your fantasy lineup looking like? Uh, I spent a lot of money on the running back position, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. With the three games, it's tough, man. <laughs> it's tough. Olette and Oliveira at the running back. I mean, that's running me $26,000. Uh, Olet, yeah. my captain. Uh, Austin Mack and Kayon Julian Grant. So I'm really hoping that Pajardo has a day. Uh, David Unger at the flex and the Bombers D. You're going against your receivers. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, it, I, I, was, I can't take any other defense. Like, Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'll take Kayon Julian Grant out before tomorrow. But. And I, I think... With this new fantasy game, I don't think we're getting credit for defensive scores. Uh, if I, I've seen a lot of complaints about that, maybe it's delayed. I, I don't know, but they're not even using the same stats. No, as the CFL is no. given out. So the game, like the stat, when I do stats, I use the, the actual stat sheet. So my numbers don't match the site because yeah. the site is wrong. Yeah, we we get the stats packages that the league sends out. We're on that yeah. newsletter, so that's what we go by. Yeah. Um, so I've I've taken surprise. I'm surprised they haven't taken us off that mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> so I have taken the BC Lions defense, and man, I, I've got Cody Fajardo and Austin Mack. Uh, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> uh, AJ Olette and uh, or it's Justin Tuggle in Ottawa, right? Yeah, I think I called him Devonte earlier. Uh... <laughs> I feel like it's Justin Demontre Tuggle. Tuggle. Justin Tuggle is somebody else entirely. Yeah, he is a linebacker, I think. Uh, yeah, Demontre Tuggle. There we go. Is his name? Knew it uh, started with an S, though. Yeah, <laughs> four point six uh, or forty six hundred dollars there. Uh, Dominic Rhymes and I got Dylan Mitchell in my flex. I don't know how my, how I feel about it yet, just because they haven't. Gotten him rolling in Edmonton yet. And, and I guess <laughs> I would rather be too late on him than too early. <laughs> Maybe he has the big game next week and Maybe. doesn't happen this week, but uh, we'll see. I Maybe I'm going to start messing with some lineups and see what I can do with a Kyrie Adams or a, oh. a, a Daigie as my starting quarterback, Jared Daigie in I, Edmonton. I love where your head's at. <laughs> Uh, for Pick'em this week, visiting teams were 4-0 last week. They're 8-4 and through three weeks. And, Ty, looking at our uh, picks, we're taking all the road teams <laughs> and uh, baking on visiting teams being 11-4 and after week four. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that is. Also, on Pick'em, I didn't realize in week one that whoever designed it doesn't know what they're doing. So the visiting team is the second team. Oh, it's yeah. So that, that'll throw you for a loop if you don't know the schedule. Yeah, so, yeah. interesting. It's usually so and so at this team. Yeah, but they went they went European football style and went yeah so and so hosting. Okay, just, yeah, it is stupid. 
Here we are, week four of the CFL season. Canada Day is here, so safe travels, safe partying, whatever you're doing. I'll be camping with the Bears in Banff National Park. Uh, any plans, Ty? I, I think you were looking for our friends. Uh, everybody's got their families and their own plans. What and... a bunch of losers you guys are. <laughs> I'm guessing you got tea times. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 6.20 in the morning. Whoa, man. That's about bedtime for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bed after this. My whoop says I got to go to bed at 7.54 to get up oh, at 5. Okay, okay. You can yeah. <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe to Tune Out on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, you can support the show on Patreon. You'll get the show earlier than Mom. anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, your mom's still out. Is, is she caught up? What's going on here? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> you can, doesn't, I don't even know if she knows what Patreon is. Maybe not. Maybe not. You can like and uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, the comment section on YouTube has been so, so kind. It still is remarkable. I'm uh, dying. No, I'm, I'm not going to ask. I was going to say I'm dying for a mean comment on YouTube. Please don't. Oh, Ty's burner. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you Tuesday next week. We'll record the day after the Monday nighter. Have a happy Canada Day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.